your boy Thanos be causing a lot of trouble. He, he's not my boy because I don't even know who he is. <laughs> Have you watched like any of the other Avengers movies? Yeah. I saw the original Avengers. I didn't see the second one. I missed mostly the middle chunk of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like Iron Man 3? No, and... we saw Iron Man 3 in Spain. Oh, did we? Or was that Iron Man 2? I think that might have been Iron Man 2. Saw that. Um, but I missed like Thor 2. Thor, Thor 2 sucks. Second Avengers. Um, uh, did Mark Ruffalo have his own Hulk movie? No. No. Still hasn't. Still hasn't. It's just an add-on, man. It's really sad, actually. Yeah. I see most of them, then, I think. I think maybe just that, those two. Because I recently saw Thor Ragnarok. Should we just go with this? I mean... <laughs> we need a proper inter introduction, I guess. Well, I can do it now. Do it, do it now. Hello and welcome, everyone out there listening. This is the Kicking and Streaming Podcast, and we are so glad to have you. My name is Johnny Lake. I'm one of your hosts, and the other one sitting across from me is one of the best golden retrievers of the whole litter, wow. Kevin Hill. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, if I had a golden retriever characteristic for an Air Buddies movie, what would it be? What would be like my one defining trait? Because you know how one was You'd like... You'd be like the, the, the goofy comic relief one, or, or like... Oh. Like, I don't know what your special thing would be that you'd wear to, like, differentiate you from the other, um, <laughs> the other what buddies. Feel, what, Maybe, yeah. like, a clown mask or something. <laughs> well, that's like, creepy. That'd be really weird. <laughs> I was thinking more the, uh, I'd have, like, a pendant, and it would just be, like, ha-ha on it. <laughs> That'd probably be it. Yeah. Knowing how kind of on the nose they go for their, uh... For their designations in those movies, mm -hmm. the Airbud Cinematic Universe. The well, Airbud Cinematic Universe. We watched a movie last week called Air no, Space Buddies, right? It was called Space, Space Buddies. Buddies, not like Air Buddies, Buddies in Space. I think it's Air Buddies is like Avengers, and then Space Buddies is like Civil War or or Infinity War. Okay, all right. So it's like it's Air. It's because the they Air are Buds, the Air Buddies. The, they the have Air more Buddies. movies. Like, this isn't their only movie that they yeah. do. It's Air Buddies. It's like Captain America, comma, Civil or Yeah, colon, Civil yeah. War. It's Air Buddies, colon, Space Buddies. Space Buddies. Just that makes sense. Air and space. Right. Two very, very similar words. As we were saying last week, they really have a lot of... Uh, They've got a lot of content to go off of, a lot of uh, stories in generic. this, yeah, in this generic dog Airbud universe. Um, and you said there were something like twenty-five yeah. movies, right? I mean, all told, not just including the dogs, we're but including like, the original Airbud, where it's like one golden retriever playing different sports. Yeah, that's like five movies. Then there's the Air Buddy series, that's like six movies, which is Airbud's kids who he birthed. He birthed Buddy <laughs> birthed. Those kids. It was a miracle. It, it was, was a, a modern miracle. It was a miracle male golden retriever birth. <laughs> um, then we've also got like MVP is apparently in there. Most That's valuable kinda like primate. Guardians of the Galaxy. Of right. The, 
Marvel universe. I like that. And then we've also just got we've got some Santa Paul's movies, which are dogs from Santa. I don't oh, think they're Air Buds kids. So that's like the uh, Are they huskies? Are they like snow dogs? I think I think it's golden retrievers, but then I think a theme is it's golden retrievers and there's one different dog. <laughs> there's yeah, that there's always that so there's extra like dog. One right? husky. Or like the whatever the Russian terrier was in this The Target Dog. The Target Dog, yeah. The, the Target Dog. It's like a pointer bull kind of thing. I don't even know mm-hmm. the breed. But yeah, there's there's lots of uh, movies. And apparently there's another one coming out later this year. A new Air Buddies movie? Did or, you think they were done on this cash cow? I don't know, man. I, I wonder um I wonder when they're have to going they're going to have to like kind of blow up the 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 current crop and like bring in the new guys kind of like Marvel's doing, you know, they're going to bring in Captain Marvel, it's been Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. Um you know, Black Panther, like these kind of new heroes rising up, and then maybe like the old heads, like Iron Man and you know Cap and like Black Widow, can kind of you know fade into the background a little bit, as it were. Mm-hmm. I I don't know if like the the well, dog Airbud is even still alive, so maybe. Oh no, that that dog actually died after the second one. No. Yeah, and it was an old dog to begin with. It's like over ten years old. Well, it died you know in what the they 90s. say. You can't teach an old dog new tricks. Can't and you teach can't it. teach it not to die either. <laughs> There's only two things dogs <laughs> need to worry about in life. Death and taxes. <laughs> and unfortunately again, for Air Buddy, he spent so much money off that Air Bud money. He yeah, was, was like Wesley Snipes. Okay. He like avoided taxes. Oh, that's not good. He so he got rich, didn't know what to do with his riches, mm-hmm. had money troubles, and then died. Well, I'm saying died in quotes because... No one really saw the body of the Airbud dog, and a lot of people think he's on that island with the CEO with of Enron and Tupac and Abraham Lincoln. I don't know who else. Everybody says that's where the Airbud dog is, buddy. Everybody is. says it. What? Everybody Are you saying like it. three eggs on Twitter said this, Kevin? No, I'm saying everybody says it. Everybody on the message boards. Everybody on the message board believes. Um, so th- I I found this movie strangely enjoyable yeah what with its extremely simple plot line it's uh it's logical leaps to allow dogs to get into space within the you know course of like three you mean total just, hours just security at the facility yeah it's unbelievable it's unbelievable <laughs> that no one ever caught five dogs running around the SpaceX yeah. type facility that was launching a rocket to the moon. I, I there's a lot of flaws in this movie. But but even despite that, like I went back to being like an eight year old and all these like jokes with like up in the space station with like Diedrich Bader and like this dog with a Russian accent and like all these different and distinct personalities within the Air Buddies crew. It was like it was just charming and it wasn't like it was new. Like dogs in space, I'm in. You know, like that's we I that, that wasn't like a kind of cool kid movie like concept that I'd seen before. And so it was like... Well, because this was 2009 when it came out. Right. And you were 16. Yeah. And you weren't watching Well, dog movies at as 16. As far as you know. Okay. Well, that's a little sad. Well, so, so tell me what was your favorite... Um, what, what was your favorite performance? I mean, I think the Russian dog is sixth dog of the year. Definitely. Six 
six. I think he's one of my nominees for six character of the year. We'll get to. Okay. Um, first of all, if the Air Buddies had not found Russian Dog, they they would have been shit out of luck because the Russian Dog knew the laws of space. Yeah, he he was he like smarter than smarter than the scientist he was with. Yeah, he knew how to fly like the ship. Yep. He knew like basically how to survive in space and space travel. If the Air Buddies didn't run to this dog, those are five. I hope he was the first one to step onto the moon because if he wasn't, I mean, he deserved it the most. And then they had had extra fuel, right? They had to stop for fuel at the Russian space station. Yeah. And that's why they ran into Diedrich Bader. Uh Clarity ensues. Yeah. Um, Diedrich Bader. Check, please. So so when they get out of the the space station, the Russian space station, Spacester. Russian Spacester. Sean Connery. Um... The the space station blows up, but Diedrich Bader gets out on like a an, an like escape, escape pod, pod, right? And then yeah. so the the buddies or the dogs continue up to the moon. They do the moon thing, and then they go and have to like do a safe they Apollo landing, thirteen. Right? They apo- yeah. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna be dark for the next ten minutes. We're gonna orbit around the moon. <laughs> yeah. Use that. We'll have no communication for the next twenty two minutes. Yeah. And there was a scene where there was no communication when they were coming back to land. <laughs> yeah. That was definitely some somebody in that writer's room was like, I'm better than this. I'm gonna pull a little bit of Apollo thirteen in here. Oh dude, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> there was Apollo thirteen, there was the one small step for dog. Oh yeah, that was good. Oh, that was that that comment. that had to be said. Of course. There was so much tension. Um you know who crew. my my two thousand one Space Odyssey reference yeah. floating around. Yeah, I think my favorite performance was actually outside of the the dogs. Was it the ferret? Well, <laughs> well, now that you mention it, yes. But I was gonna say, um, good job, buddies. <laughs> you, good job, buddies. You landed back on ground. <laughs> um. I want to know the construction of that guy's suit. He must have developed a secret little tunnel for the ferret to get from his... Into the Into his breast, breast pocket, pocket yeah. right? He had to so have a special sli- tunnel in the sleeve. Yeah. Up, like, by the, by the pit. I'm not going to lie, though. Pretty gross. Yeah, oh, totally Pretty gross. Pretty gross. What do you mean? Like, the ferret being in, like, very close to his body or just a ferret in general? Just a ferret, like, in the workplace? Oh, yeah. I mean... Not just like a, we're a fun startup and we allow pets here, like not that. <laughs> it was like a space station, and the control room was sparsely handled. They needed more buttons, more stations, more extras at those stations. It was literally like the main guy who was like John Gruden, not John Gruden. Yeah. Uh, and his like. <laughs> oh, he's so sad. Spiked-haired, middle-aged guy, and then Who's the, the antagonist, punky. Uh, like there's Woman like the, the, the mission like, team. There's like the guy and the girl. Fly it. Yeah. Are, yeah. That was the one thing. It was it was such a sparse and such a empty space station. They, I, I was they like, keep that they keep that uh, those costs down. Is that yeah. There's like Do you know what the there's like ten actual human characters in on the movie. Including a man who purposefully sabotages the rocket in order to kill those dogs. Yeah. Which I have no idea because he's just like, for bad PR. Yeah, and he's just like at first he's like, 
well, we don't want this rocket to go into space. It's like, don't you work for the company? Yeah. <laughs> Motivation's never explained. He's just a bad guy. He's just a bad guy who drinks coffee. Ew, gross. <laughs> Kids don't like coffee. Um, favorite, you know, favorite moment? Favorite moment? Yeah. Um, I did chuckle when... Russian dog it, at the end, like when the last scenes of the movie is someone opens the door at the at the end of the driveway and then Russian dog jumps out of the door and runs up the driveway. Oh, yeah. Honor. I did chuckle that. It's like, why didn't they pull the car up? And also hilarious that a man has to open a door for a dog because dogs can't open doors. <laughs> <laughs> no one ever talks about that. Dogs can't open doors. <laughs> so this... So like someone they has to They could have just pulled like, up in the limo yeah. and sat there and 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 what if it was just one driver? If it was just the driver like no assistant or anything like the driver pulls up and he's like, oh, "Okay, Mr. Dog, we've reached your destination." And he goes, "Great. Can you you know?" Oh, oh, so sorry, Mr. Dog. <laughs> oh, so sorry, Mr. Dog. Except the rest was like, "What's the Mr. Dog?" It is okay. I'm sorry, but the snow I uh, like I um when uh, when the woman is just trampled by the kids and the dogs coming out of the the bus and just lies there. Yeah. And we never see her again. She's never mentioned She's again. Ne- the teacher is never seen again, never mentioned again. What was the name of the um uh, don't ask me names. Yeah, it's fine. It's like Vision Flight Systems or something. Yeah. One thing I didn't understand, though, if it's supposed to be an unmanned mission, why were there seats and why was there a vending machine with chili cheese dogs? Like, and food. If it's unmanned, then there shouldn't be any supplies or seats, right? Yeah. <laughs> you have no joker. No, that's a fact. <laughs> that's you know, inconsistency. Do you know what the budget was for this? It blew my mind, the budget. I know it. You don't okay. have to look it up. No, I want to look it up. Okay, it's on the Wikipedia. Or, or, well, I, actually, I believe you, but let me guess first. Okay. Um, I don't know where the money went to it. Probably especially... <laughs> Okay, so ten million dollars. You're close. Fifteen? Uh, no, 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 lower. It's uh, nine million dollars. Wow. Nine million dollars. Yeah, I don't know, man. Nine million dollars. Nine million dollars. I'd rather. Well, those dogs, dude. They 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 come at a hefty price. There's five of them. I guess you gotta train the dog trainers and yep. the ferret trainers. Yeah. And the human trainers. Yeah. Well, let's be honest. Acting coaches. Acting coaches. Because we all know that trainers. Jake from Jake from Modern Luke. Family, Luke, whatever Jake, same thing. Jake damn from thing. State Farm, Luke Jake from Modern from Family. <laughs> yeah, it's all just white. It's all just white people in khakis. Khakis. <laughs> <laughs> um, any other final thoughts? What do you do? How do you feel about this movie? Where do you think it sits in our pantheon so far? In the middle of the pack. Yeah, I I, I think Get I agree it? with you. Pack. Yeah, in pack? the middle of dog the dog pack. Yeah, I can't open my eyes. I've been winking. Oh, too Kevin, hard. are you having a stroke? Uh, uh, Everybody's oh my god, we're gonna have to select the next movie without him. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> but I did want to say this is the first Airbud Cinematic Universe movie released on Blu-ray. Oh. So I wonder if out there there's some blog that's like, okay, in today's Blu-ray release we're re- we get reviewing Air Buddies, Space Buddies, 
So the video I'd give a 5 out of 5. It's really good, rendered really great. The sound is Dolby 5.0 and 5.1 and it's okay. <laughs> I mean, I I just had uh, you know, Troy and Avatar to compare it to and it wasn't the same. You know, the sound mixing on this project is actually better than you would think. Yeah. But it still doesn't uh, you know, it it doesn't quite come out to the Blu-ray kind of pedigree or level. Yeah. And the special features, there's really not much to go on. Uh, there's a director's cut with the director and the air buddies, but it's just a lot of barking, and it's not really that great. And then some behind the scenes, but really, Disney, you gotta step it up with your Blu-ray releases. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, shall we? It's bits. Just I, bits. I mean, for me, yeah, middle of the pack, um, and... Uh, there's just something about each of those dogs being it. the exact. I definitely liked it. Yeah, I liked it, but I also didn't want to like it. And I don't think there have been many of those. I like most of the movies. I've wanted to like them, and and haven't really that much. Or like wanted to like them and was like, eh, maybe pleasantly surprised. Uh-huh. But this one, there's something about like the way they dress up those dogs to like indicate which one is which and which one's like the hip hop dog <laughs> that was <laughs> which is problematic that did not hold up <laughs> and will not hold up and he, who who just says dog at the end of every sentence that's how we know he's the hip hop dog is mm-hmm. that he says i mean i think guys uh we we should get out of here dog are you kidding me dog hey pass the treats dog <laughs> I mean, that's one way to find a dog. It's just the Oasis dog. (laughs) Fair enough. Mm -hmm. Uh, Whose pick is it this week? I think think you picked last time. Yeah, it's your pick this time. Um, You know, one thing we need to talk about before we pick? Why we gave up on the nut job. And a lot of people, if you actually do listen to us, we did pick the nut job. And we started on the nut job and... I think we need to be more trepidatious about animation picks in the future. Yeah. Because it was... I mean, the animation was, like, Pixar quality. Well, not maybe not quite Pixar quality, but, like, close. Yeah. The animation was good, and, like, it was just the writing was really bad. The writing it was, was unbearable. It was, I, it was not something that I wanted to sit and watch for 90 minutes. It was very bad. And, and it's hard to describe to our viewers just how deflated Johnny, I, Johnny and I became within like 15 minutes. Like we were like, okay, here we go, nut job, nut job, hey, nut job. And then it was just like, we like, we're not going to keep our eyes open through the podcast. Um, we were going to fall asleep. It was like, it's, it was one of those movies that the dialogue was like threw in jokes that didn't add anything or didn't make any sense to the action or previous conversations of the characters. And it was just poor voice acting and there weren't even like meta jokes in it, which are sometimes the best part about animated movies. Yeah. And like, it wasn't even like doing other movie references. It was just, you know, just bland, bland point A to point A, point A to point B, point B to point B, like just lethargic, uh, storytelling. Yep. And really one-dimensional characters, like, Absolutely. all the way around. Yeah. One-dimensional animal characters. Yeah. So, maybe we'll uh, 
hold off on the animations in the future. Yeah, I mean, bad animated movies aren't really that fun to make fun of. Yeah. Indeed. So, Johnny, shall I begin? Please do. Tell me what the, tell me what you get, and I will search it. I got 2016's Just Our Luck. Just our luck. <laughs> Just our luck that we ended up here in this dumpster fire. Emma gets a fortune cookie with three fortunes in it. She shares what? it with her two best friends. The find in her fortune cookie. That's weird grammar, IMDb. They all read the same. Your path is your path to finding eternal love begins now. Oh, okay, so it's a romantic comedy, romantic drama. Yeah, sort of seems like that. I kind of like that though, that it's just not just one story, it's the story of three ladies. Like stars Sarah Jane Rothkopf, Sarah McCall, and Kelsey Hewlett. Directed by Crystal Ellis, written by Crystal Ellis. Okay, so it's a Crystal Ellis production. Yeah. Is that a bad sign, usually, when you see that? Well, when you don't recognize anybody? No, no, no. When you see the writer, writer, director, devil, <clears throat> like, I mean, I, if it's I, not, I, like, prestige TV, like, Westworld, like, fine, Lisa Joy, feel free to direct and write, uh-huh. but... I mean... On an unknown I think the movie. guy who wrote cowboys versus dinosaurs also directed cowboys versus dinosaurs he did so maybe you know you need to give Ari, them more credit Ari something Ari novak Ari novak why do i know that that's so <laughs> dumb i need to remember geometry not who directed cowboys versus why dinosaurs. do you need to remember geometry I, I, there's you're looking for angles kev no one's ever gonna be like <laughs> what's your angle <laughs> 87 degrees fahrenheit yeah <laughs> it's hot in here <laughs> But no one's ever going to be like, hey, who directed Cowboys vs. Dinosaurs, the 2013 sci-fi pick? And I'm going to be like, oh, me, do you want to know the whole plot and budget and <laughs> actors in the movie? No the one things will ever we spend our time doing. No one will be even asked that in trivia. No. All right, so Johnny, not that great at just our luck, not feeling it. So we've got, oh, this might be the winner. Triple X. Return of Xander Cage. <laughs> Are you serious? The Vin Diesel. <laughs> the return. The return of Xander Cage. X-Gone, give it to you. <laughs> knock, knock. We might need to get Steven on this one. Oh, Steve. if, we, if, we, if we watch this one, Steve has to watch with us. Hopefully mm -hmm. we'll have a third mic by then. It'll be a grand old show. Xander Cage is left for dead after an incident, though he secretly returns to action for a new tough assignment with his How handler, be left Augustus dead? Gibbons. Confirm your kills, evil men and evil doers. I know. Just confirm those kills. Don't leave them for dead like you'll be dead soon anyway. No, because you know they're coming back. Evil doers have to have seen movies where evil doers leave people for dead by now. If those evil doers haven't seen those evil doer movies, what's wrong? <laughs> what's wrong if with you? If you're an evil guy and you know you're in a movie, yeah. break out of the mold. Break out of the mold. When? Don't explain your whole bad plan. Yeah, don't get caught in monologuing. Don't exposition it. No. Just, just chop his head off. Shoot him in the face. And the words of Sylvester Stallone, bull to the head. Yeah. Bull to the head. Bull to the head. Bull to the head. Solves everything. I agree. Mm-hmm. Any problem you can't solve 
with a bullet to the head yeah. you can solve with just a, a, a just by yeah. slowing down and having just a nice cup of chamomile tea and thinking it over exactly no dipping this hero into a shark pit or leaving them in like snake pit or what's with all these any other pit what <laughs> what's with all these fucking bad guys that want to get all inventive they get all hipstery about how they want to kill you know our superheroes or mm -hmm. our saviors or our good guys yeah just kill them just get rid of them i don't care how you do it there's plenty of ways no tie to chair as the earthquake takes over or the planet explodes you know just bullet to the head sylvester stallone so anyway triple x returned return of xander cage 2017 that's a that's a contender right there. That's a contender right there. Are we sure that's a bad movie? <laughs> Uh-oh. What do you got? Spider's got back in the bowl? How is Spider still in the bowl? That's just creepy, that man. That is creepy as you hell. Throw that away. Put that in the put that in the trash I swear right I now. I threw it in the trash. I I okay. I know I know you think you did. For the record, I'm currently now Rip it. Rip it up. Ripping spiders. Good. And we that, will now, never see spiders again. Eight pieces now throw in the trash. Thank goodness. Good riddance. Okay. Alright, one final pick. Uh okay. Um let's do uh we've got another superhero movie. Uh Batman and Robin. Wait, like the original? No, I I think this is the George Clooney one. Oh my God! Really? The George Clooney Batman Robin. I Look had it a up. friend. I had a childhood friend um, that had this poster in their basement where we always used to play video games. Mm -hmm. Very weird uh, association with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, Batman and Robin '97, Mister Freeze. Wow. God. Uh, Chris O'Donnell. Um. Uma Thurman, Alicia Silverstone. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger as yeah. Mr. Freeze. Yeah, can you believe it? Which is just great. Um, so that's tough. I don't know. Uh, well, I think we should get a third opinion in here. <laughs> I and think I, you're right. I think Steve, <laughs> Steve just walked in here to uh, view. Did somebody say Triple X, Return, Return of Xander <laughs> Cage? <laughs> You the movie you. involving the return of Vin Diesel <laughs> to the Triple X franchise? Whenever Vin Diesel is returning to anything, I want in. I love it. <laughs> All right, I think we're going with Triple Let's X do Return it. of Xander Cage. All right. And uh, Steve, would you be kind enough to join us for that one? I would love to. Yeah. We'll yes. figure out when to record I feel that like it's, you never asked. I feel like it's going to be a lot of defense... Steve, Steve will be defending the being movie. Being a big Vin Diesel fan. Steve might get upset if he's our bits get too biting. Actor. He's not a bad actor. He's, but he's not an awful actor. I would yeah. say at times he is a bad actor. I don't think so. I don't think he's a weak part of the Fast and Furious. <laughs> That's not saying much, I'm, I'm dude. saying he's not the weakest. <laughs> no. Do you consider the Fast and the Furious a film? Depends on which one. Tokyo <laughs> Drift is a movie. <laughs> which is the best Fast and the Furious movie? Probably the Rio de Janeiro one. Is that five? I think that's five, right? Fast five? Yeah. I think that's... Fast seven is the one where they, they, they jump across the buildings, right? 
Yeah, the two tap the not two tap. They created their own version of jumping the shark. <laughs> Do they jump a shark at any point? No, but I mean, you know, they they jumped the gap or they're they jump- jumped the gap between buildings. <laughs> yeah. From one building to another. Yeah, you know, like probably a hundred meters worth, you know, twenty stories down in like a Lamborghini or something like that. You know, just yeah. casual Wednesday that stuff had for the Vin mic- Diesel. The microchips inside, right? Because that's what it's everyone- all microchips, man. It's always not the original. The original they uh, <laughs> were they were stolen DVD players. Do you remember? No, that's like an internet meme. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that the Fast and the Furious franchise started with stolen DVD players? It started with. Someone stealing DVD players. Wow. God damn. That's literally Paul Walker's boss. Someone stealing DVD players. Right. R.I.P. Um. So that's great. So we're gonna be watching Return of Xander Cage as our for our next episode. Great. Triple X. Mm-hmm. Um. Some of the other stuff that uh, Kevin and I were talking about before this, and we wanted to get into. Uh, Westworld is now four episodes in. Mm-hmm. Uh, into their second season, kind of they're, you know, panning back a little bit, widening the lens a little bit, bringing some new characters in, bringing some other characters that we thought were dead, you know, back into the fold, uh, and just generally confusing us as to what we're watching or what we're supposed to be understanding, uh, especially when Bernard's on the screen. I mean, there's a general confuse, uh, mint because you don't really know fully what's going on. But this season, it seems like they've been uh, positing little mysteries and then answering those little mysteries uh, the following episode. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's in response to the first season where it seemed like they had these bigger mysteries that they were holding off until episodes 8, 9, 10. But the internet kind of figured them. solved them in like episode 3. Yeah. And I think <laughs> that might have... Hopefully it was like a check for Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy not to bash them that their writing isn't that good or they're like, uh, because the writing isn't that good. I'll just say it out the front. I mean, it's not, yeah, it's yeah. not the best. So I think they were like, okay, let's kind of try to write it differently. And I think so far season two has been a little more enjoyable than season one um, because of that. They're not like waiting long to tell us, did Logan die? Did James, what happened with James Delos? Um, See, like that's I, that, I think that's pretty cool. That's sort of what I was mentioning when I talk about them like panning out a little bit, and, mm-hmm. and you know, second season sort of malaise needing to introduce new things to keep people engaged and paying attention. Like the Jim Delos thing is very interesting, and those call scenes. Him Jim. <laughs> Just because he's a Jim. He's Jim. He's Jim Delos. Well, it's James Delos too. Well, yeah. Everyone, but. <laughs> James Dallas. <laughs> is that you burning up right before they're like oh, so why the hell do they have to set the chamber on fire i don't know that was exceedingly that was, it's, gruesome it's like well shut him down like we do all the other robots <laughs> and no, destroy him let's just burn his whole habitat down <laughs> let's just start that fire from the center and expand but that was really those scenes so many rolling as, stones records they have to buy oh my god i know so many rolling stones i wonder what records, the loyalties were which probably in like 2250 is a lot more expensive because final yeah it sounds better but there's only limited number of copies that's true i thought those little 
you know, mirrored scenes throughout the episode were really cool um, and, like, broke it up nicely, like, pacing-wise. And then I think the Man in Black... Alien Attack. Um, oh, that's Man in Black, sorry. <laughs> what the hell, man? <laughs> like, what the, the journey he's been going on for the past couple episodes, I think, is is quite good. And I think he and Lawrence, I, I think the, the actor that plays Lawrence mm-hmm. definitely deserves some credit that he might not be getting from circles on the internet, at least not the big ones that I pay attention to, but that actor yeah. is great. And, and he and the man in black have great interplay and a great two man game and the man in blacks sort of humanizing story, but you know, also getting the background of how he sort of kind of fucked over his dad in law and, getting the story about his daughter and his wife and her death and all that. It's like sad and, and, but really, you know, giving all that character to Ed Harris and just letting him work with it is so good. Like the scene in the rain. Well, yeah, was so good. And Steve, you still haven't seen it, right? Okay. So we won't, we won't go into too many details. Well, well, it's the Anthony Hopkins, Ed Harris, you know, acting ability i think sometimes more than a dialogue because i mean those two can just kind of take any line yeah and really transform and add depth when there really isn't depth to those characters sketched out and i think if uh we had a less charming or less talented person playing bernard and arnold than jeffrey wright it might not work as well it might not be like the kind of weird like sort of crucial character yeah. that we all like because I think Jeffrey Wright's very talented Everybody as well. Everybody likes Jeffrey Wright. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. He bought me a house. He bought you a house. He didn't. He didn't. He, didn't. he is a good guy, though. Do you know him? Yeah, Jeff and I go back. Okay. You know. Back to the 90s when you were four and he was in Angels in America? Yeah. <laughs> you know how it is. Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> yeah, you know, parents, they were friends, they whatever. Um, <laughs> he was at my fourth birthday. He was my fifth birthday. He skipped six. He was yeah. at seven. Yeah. No, he actually didn't go to seven. He went to nine, though. Um, That's nice. So we're going to shift gears from Westworld to... Uh, basically, we're going to talk about network TV, but only for the purposes of talking about uh, decent shows, and one of which that I've been watching lately that's kind oh. of caught my attention you were so scared there for a second you were like this this wasn't in my notes i, I thought johnny was gonna be like here's what i'm looking forward to at the upfronts this year of no. the networks <laughs> no uh well actually brooklyn 99 getting canceled by fox and picked up by nbc i think is f- great that's smart because it brings back andy sandberg to snl or i'm sorry to nbc you yeah know, like brings him back to the nbc family Plus, that show was well-liked and had decent ratings. The reason it got canceled, and and there were a couple other shows that Fox canceled as well that I can't recall off the top of my head right now, but Mm -hmm. is that Fox is trying to get bought by Disney, and so they're cutting any assets that aren't like a certain amount of profitability. Yeah. And so even a good show like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which has a pretty devout following online and in some places, um, for a network show, I think it gets, mm-hmm. you know, pretty good viewership. And, you know, no really network show gets, like, amazing ratings. But Brooklyn Nine-Nine did just fine, and I think they'll continue to do so on NBC. Yeah, and it brings Mike Schur back, who created Brooklyn Nine-Nine. He co-created, or he worked on The Office, and he co-created The Good Place and Parks and Rec. So it's 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 bringing 
back a show that will be well kept and cared for, unlike like Yahoo with Community. <laughs> so, which yeah. Wait, did Yahoo pick up Community at the end? Yeah. Uh, see, I never, I never got to like the later seasons. I think I just because it went to Yahoo. Yeah, that's probably why. Yeah. The movie never came out, so I just. Do you said, think Yahoo? And I hate to say it so crudely, but really, um, I, I don't. I can't think of another term, but uh, blew its load too quickly with the whole <laughs> online streaming TV. <laughs> it was like, I didn't we want to get hear in about on this, it. And, and then like Yahoo just like. I mean, crashed. Or you need, they like, weren't very flagship. successful with it, so yeah. they, I mean, they must have done something wrong. I mean, I didn't even know. Yeah, excuse me, Jesus, Yahoo did streaming television. Yeah, they did. So, I mean, they're not going to compete against Hulu, Amazon, and Netflix at this point. Those are. Yeah, they should have gone for it though a little harder. I think they should have uh, tried to find. You guys got to get that flagship. Like Hulu's got Handmaid's Tale right now, which is their little flagship. Netflix started out with House of Cards as their flagship. Yeah, you that's need true. a flagship. It it definitely and helps then, to have and then you like bring one the thing to point to behind you. Right, exactly. The smaller ships, and then of course if you find out the captain of your flagship is a terrible human being and you sink your own ship, <laughs> and then you're like, we've got this other flagship <laughs> called Stranger Things, and you're just like, wow, but that ship's like, we're gonna stop on some islands every two years and then sail out again, and yeah. you're like, why? <laughs> But at that point, you have a basically an armada, and mm-hmm. you know you could kind of take over the world with an armada. And sometimes you see some of the ships in that armada, and you're just like, "This looks like a big ship." And then as it comes close to land, you're like, "Oh, this ship sucks. Like that ship does not. Like, it does not look well constructed." Like that Michael C. All. Hall. I show just safe. saw that. That show not saw is it, bad. like watched it, but like saw it just on the Netflix originals. Pain in my. On my homepage. But it's it's the problem with, like, Netflix is I'm just, like, I watch one episode of this Michael C. Hall show while I'm on the subway, and I'm just, like, yeah, it's pretty bad. I'm going to download the rest. And then it's just, like, download it because it's only eight episodes. And you're yep. just, like, oh, this plot is getting stupider and stupider. Michael C. Hall has a terrible British accent. All right, episode four, here we go. And then you're just, like, eventually scrolling through every ten minutes, and you're just, like, God damn it, I just gave Netflix the figures that I like the Michael C. Hall show. Yep, so now they're going to give you all the other shitty Netflix originals. So now it's like season two of Michael C. Hall Safe for you, <laughs> Kevin. Here's ten notifications about when it's coming, Kevin. <laughs> Netflix notifications, the least paid attention to of all your apps. Yeah, they literally, because I watch a lot of stand- I think stand-up. I think what it yeah. is, though, with the Netflix uh, like shitty you know, titles that come out and don't really explode as much as you know the netflix execs would want them to is that like we have kind of this expectation or like standard that we hold like our netflix shows to like our netflix originals at least for me you know i've got like the few netflix shows that i do watch like i don't really have patience for it not being like really out there or like Mm -hmm. totally different or just like really good and engaging um and then so i if i come upon like the difference between like Netflix and like network is that like if you show me a network like sitcom that is just like pretty good like Brooklyn Nine Nine is a good example. What I was gonna what I've been watching lately is New Girl. Yes, this is what you started with. This is what I, I wanted to rant. start with, yeah. but it's I it's fine. I really appreciated your Netflix analogy and rant. Mm-hmm. Like Segway. New Girl is not that great. It's not amazing. But it's 
fun and it's light and I watch it to put me to sleep and it's got Zoe Deschanel and it's got Jake Johnson and it's got this other guy that I first saw in um, what was the movie about the financial crisis? Um, There's a lot. The Big Short, not Margin Call. The Big Short. Um, Margin Calls. Much better movie than Big Short. Sorry. Oh, wow. Sorry. Sorry. Whoa, Sorry. man. Sorry. It's Sorry. got Max Greenfield, who did like a really small part in The Big Short. Um, mm-hmm. Lamorne Morris. It's just like a fun group, fun cast. Like, and it's not, um, it's not multicam. Jake Johnson is like charming, and they've got decent writing on there and funny bits. And it's just like, it's popcorn. Yeah. And I don't expect a whole lot of it. Mm-hmm. And I really like it, and it's enjoyable. So if anyone out there is looking for like just a, a good watch on like just some easy 22 minute sitcom, multi, you know, single cam stuff. New Girl's pretty good. And it, and it, you know, it doesn't take a while to like pick up. It just kind of like after like a couple episodes, it's yeah. just, it just gets in a rhythm. Well, yeah. And ironically, like you sometimes need a platform like that, like a network sitcom to launch like a career like Jake Johnson, who's now in like giant blockbuster movies and like, you know, starring in leading roles in movies of his own. And it's interesting that we're getting less and less of that and less and less exposure. Like, in all honesty, you look at, like, Parks and Rec, that really launched Aubrey Plaza, that really launched Aziz Ansari, mm-hmm. it really launched uh, the actor playing Ron. Launched Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt, yep, exactly. Jesus. And in The Office, you know, obviously John Krasinski and uh, Craig Robinson... You know, all those actors and actresses out there really launched their careers. So, you know, some we need to keep that platform alive, I think, because a lot of times with Netflix, unless you get a giant show that's a huge hit, you know, sometimes some of these sitcoms can fall into uh, the wayside. Netflix hasn't really conquered comedy yet. Not yeah. Sitcom comedy. No, I mean, they've obviously got a pretty solid monopoly on mm-hmm. stand-ups, but their comedy sitcoms or like comedy shows they you're right they don't have a ton of like really awesome like just funny sitcoms no and you need that to launch the careers yeah i mean i don't know if netflix is really like launching like big uh kind of successful like from small not well recognized to like you know, the darling of the industry, like up to like superstar kind of things, because I think there's just so much on Netflix that it's just very easy unless you're already a star to just get kind of lost in the yeah. shuffle. Like, I don't know if I could name anybody who like got their start on a Netflix movie or like a Netflix TV show and kind of rose out of that. Um, I don't know. Maybe Corey stole on House of Cards. Well, the Nef- I mean, the but I mean, the Stranger Things kids. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a special case because that's definitely like a kind of a cultural phenomenon sort of thing and definitely taps into some nostalgia that carries over from TV and movies that we've been uh, sort of holding on to for like 40 years now almost. But but you're right, they, they will be probably the first, you know, kid big stars shots. out of Netflix. Big shots. Little big shots. Um, and then we had one final thing we wanted to talk about. We're, we're out of the TV zone and into the politics zone slash current uh-huh. events zone now. Kim Jong-un and Donald Trump have scheduled their their meeting for next month. For? 
What's the date? 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 Sorry, I didn't look it up before. I'm slowing down my drum roll. Oh my god. This is tiring. June 12th. Okay, June 12th. Great. Great. In Singapore. In Singapore? Mm-hmm. Mm, so not going to North Korea. <laughs> I mean, would you? I don't know. I don't know anymore. I certainly wouldn't. It will be interesting. This is... Um, I bet Trump pushed pretty hard for it just because he wants credit for like fixing the North Korea situation when in reality it's like kind of Koreans in general and should be the credit should be put like on the Koreas as a whole to kind of foster the sort of environment we're hoping to create mm-hmm. after this reconciliation or whatever kind of talks that we're hoping to get into with North Korea. It shouldn't be the U.S. being like, yeah, I told you so. I came in big dick swinging and they said, all right, fine. We'll be, you know, we won't do our nuclear thing anymore. It was like, it's definitely a result of, Oh, crap, I forget what the Prime Minister of South Korea's name is, or the President of South Korea. Moon. Moon. Moon Jae-in. Moon Jae-in. Um, it, the, the credit should definitely be given to him uh, and Un. Although Un is I mean, probably still a shitbag, but... Well, I think, I think what I'm kind of realizing is I used to think Kim Jong-un was very much uh, like a, gr- a you know, grown boy. Yeah. And I think either he has some shrewd diplomats around him or he might be smarter than he looks because I think it's smart of him now when the world is so unstable and the U.S. has such an uh, unstable leader currently Mm -hmm. to kind of get more what he wants rather than a time of peace and connection between all these superpowers where they're all on the same page. Now we've got these fractioning of china and russia and the u.s and europe itself that he has more negotiating power now and ability now than he did under the obama era yeah that's what's frightening is you're going to go into this and when you look at trump who you know metaphorically ripped up the iran nuclear deal for the u.s Mm -hmm. which in my opinion you know was a pretty good deal for an well-agreed-upon, cohesive deal to just deal with one problem with Iran. Their nuclear problem. Sure, it's an unstable country. Sure, it's not great towards women. Sure, it has a lot of radical elements to it. But at least with its nuclear program, we put it in check. And we're kind of going into a very parallel deal here with North Korea, where, yeah, its nuclear problem is an issue. We want to get that done. But it also has a lot of problem, obviously, with how it treats its people. Humanitarian issues, like you said. So it's like, what is Trump's vision of a better deal if he has one compared to the Iran nuclear deal with North Korea? Like, he's not going to solve all of North Korea's issues. And it's great that he'll get the opportunity to show how much of a fuckwit he is Mm -hmm. because ripping up the Iran deal, like you said, and then jumping right into wanting to be involved in these, you know, peace or or unity talks with the Korean Peninsula Mm -hmm. is... Man, I, I just really hope that Trump gets the opportunity to make a true ass out of himself. And he doesn't have his handlers or fixers to... Well, yeah, you might be right. But I just don't want him to be able to hide behind the people that are, you know, um, empowering him and or protected by them. Like, I, I want him to be made, shown to be an idiot publicly, whether it's through, like, 
you know, drafting a dumb bill or or whatever it is in in interactions with like Moon Jae-in and and Kim Jong-un like he's a buffoon and I don't want him to be able to hide it. Hmm. Interesting. Cuz yeah, he um yeah, he kind of tries to hide it with the foreign leaders. Yeah, I mean, he, it's, we'll see. I, it's kind of scary. I, I know we're joking about it right now, but it's very uh But, you know, he deserves a Nobel Peace Prize. That is so ridiculous that people... And I'm so glad so many senators and congressmen running for election in the 2018 midterms are running on a platform that when they get elected, they'll, give, they'll campaign for Trump to get a Nobel Peace Prize. Because he deserves it. He totally deserves it. All the peace he created, all the unity he has shown. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills, Kevin. And I'm completely sincere. <laughs> and there is not a bullet to, or gun to my head right now. <laughs> Kevin, is there a man behind you with a gun to I your head? I think Sylvester Stallone's behind me. One bullet to the head. I think I think we're probably good there. We don't have a lot much, uh, a lot more to say on the subject without. You know, outing ourselves is not or very... Or doing more Sylvester Stallone yeah. <laughs> to cope for her. I think the politics talk is over, boys. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, uh, without signing off, uh, please contact us. Um, reach out if there's anything you want us to talk about, any movies you think we'd be interested in watching. The Gmail is kickingandstreamingpod at gmail.com. That's entirely spelled out. Four words. Kickingandstreamingpod at gmail.com. Or on Twitter, at your fave podcast, kicking and streaming. Search for us, look us up, tweet us, DM us, get in the menchies, email us, um, any, listen to the podcast. Any other ways to contact us? Rate, comment, subscribe. Nice. Uh, and also by Carrier Pigeon, um, DM mm-hmm. me and I'll give you our address and, uh, and if you want to send some goodies. Send us some notes via yeah. Pigeon. Yeah. Also, uh check out later this week there will be a special episode released uh based on a historic event that's happening saturday uh we all know lifetime loves to capitalize on historic events and so and does we the love to capitalize on lifetime capitalizing on historic events so i'll be doing a little special episode uh i think you can figure it out from that clue <laughs> big old clue there so uh keep on listening thanks for joining us and uh, we'll see you next time bye